Team Buck, Happy New Year. It is 2022. I am back in action on Monday, January 3rd, and we have so much to discuss. You've got the collapse of the Fauci stop the spread narrative. That's the big headline with all this. Biden saying COVID must be solved at the state level. Fauci is pushing for a vaccine mandate for domestic air travel. You've got so many things happening in New York City, possible school closures continuing on here for days because of COVID. N95 mask requirement in L.A. Could that actually happen in schools? Oh, my gosh, so much. And plus, this week is January 6th week, which we're going to be told is worse than 9-11 times a thousand plus Pearl Harbor times a million. They're going to exaggerate January 6th into oblivion. It's going to be completely insane. We'll discuss this in a, in a moment. Actually, today we just get right into it. Let me say I was in Florida. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. Thank you for uh, everything that you said over the holiday. I got a lot of messages. I am 40 years old now. I am, I think now, technically fully an adult. So we have much to reflect on and talk about in our years ahead here team so i'm looking forward to to all of that to be sure i was in florida for a week let me tell you here's the thing that hits you when you're down there people are just living their lives there's still covid down there in fact they've had a pretty big increase in cases omicron cases in the last uh, few weeks but people are living their lives they are not retreating into some cocoon of uh, of Fauci madness with the masks and all the rest of it. They're just saying, you know what? Enough is enough. I didn't have to wear a mask anywhere in Florida, except the airport, of course, because the stupid transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, is he back from parental leave yet? Do we know? Has he had enough time off from his cabinet level job to take care of the baby that he did not actually have but adopted but we're supposed to pretend that there's no medical difference in these things anymore that's interesting uh but nonetheless i didn't have to wear a mask anywhere i didn't have to deal with the covid madness and then i come back to new york city and it just it just hits you like a baseball bat and this place is now in a post evidentiary panic it does not matter that while I was down in Florida enjoying some fantastic sunshine in Miami, had a great week, um, doesn't matter that we've had all-time high for caseload hit in New York City specifically multiple times in the last 10 days. They don't care. Because one would think, hold on, you have vaccine passports, you have mask mandates reinstituted, and you're at an all-time high for cases, and hospitalizations are high as well, by the way. This for a city with over 90% of the population, adult population, having gotten at least one shot. Doesn't that sound like maybe time to rethink what you're doing here? Or at least rethink the narrative. What were we told? We have to intrude upon your freedoms to keep you safe. I mean, let's take this back to underlying foundational arguments here. What are they really saying? What is Fauciism rooted in? We're going to do things to you. We are going to intrude upon your liberties and your freedom. We're going to make determinations for you that will keep you and even more importantly for their arguments purposes, others safe from you. You are a risk you see to other people, they told you, unless you do the things that we demand. 
And therefore, you can't make any determinations about risk. This isn't about your health. This is about other people's health. That was the basis of Stop the Spread. And just as we see with so many other times in history, when they want to overreach, it's all about safety and security. And if you object to this, you are a problem. And they have to do anything that they can, everything that they can bring to bear to silence you, which is what they're doing. I've seen Marjorie Taylor Greene kicked off Twitter forever. My friends, I'm not trying to get kicked off of Twitter, but I think it's probably just a matter of time. Because you, you can't have, I'm sorry, you can't have the former FDA chief, Scott Gottlieb, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, going on TV saying cloth masks don't work, which he did over the weekend. He said they really aren't effective at this stage of the pandemic. He's trying to, you know, nuance it a little bit. Yeah, that's the same way, of, that's the same thing as cloth masks don't really work. I mean, we have to say don't really. People say, oh, why don't you just say they don't work? I mean, maybe there's a, you know, a 1% reduction in aerosols or something from it. I mean, sure, there, there might be some spittle that's caught in a mask. But as a means of stopping a pandemic or as something that's worth doing for the discomfort, the irritation and the absurdity of it all, absolutely not. OK, we all see this. We all know this. Scott Gottlieb can say it and is not getting any trouble because he's part of the elites. He's part of the apparatus. But when I say it and point out that I've been saying it for almost two years, that's unacceptable. The social media oligarchs are part of the apparatus of control. And they like where they are. They like their friends to think they're wise and smart and good. They like their peers to believe they're righteous. They have more money and control and power than anybody could ever dream of. So they have to stamp out anything that is a threat to that. And that means... There are people now that the system we have and, and remember, a true tyranny isn't the strict enforcement of rules across the board. I mean, that's that's draconian, but it's not the truest of tyrannies. The worst kind of tyranny is the capricious enforcement of rules, different rules for different people. You do insider trading. You go to prison for 10 years. Nancy Pelosi does insider trading. And she's worth $50 million and is picking out mansions all the time. That's what a real tyranny is, you see? And that's what we actually have with COVID. Some people can say things others can't. Some people can do things others can't. It's all about power. And that's why the apparatus, and I use that term specifically because it is evocative for people who know history of the Soviet era. So this is, this is not an un, unintentional similarity. But the apparatus seeks to maintain its control by having explicitly disparate rules for people, different rules, depending on whether you're important and powerful or not. Are you part of the team or not? So Scott Gottlieb can say masks don't work, but I can't. And Twitter keeps dinging me for this. And they claim it. They send me emails warning me. They do not. There are no emails. But what am I going to do? Right. They claim this. And then it's oh, it's it's the bureaucracy. It's the machinery you got to keep going. I've got my people looking into it. They say, oh, but we've sent you all these emails. There's no emails. They're lying. But what can I do about the fact that they're lying? Nothing. Look, this isn't about me. It's not about Marjorie Taylor Greene, but it is about the way the narrative is inflicted upon all of us in ways that are increasingly, obviously meant to silence even arguments that are obvious now. Okay? It's, it's clear that Stop the Spread failed. It's clear that the people that were telling us all, don't worry, uh, if you just do what we tell you, everything will be fine, that they were wrong. 
and yet they won't allow us to say this out loud. They, they won't give you permission to do this. Here is, for example, Dr. Anthony Fauci um, telling everybody that, you know, I've been saying they want a domestic, a domestic airline vaccine mandate. Here's Fauci saying it himself. Play two. But if you're talking about requiring a vaccination to get on a plane domestically, that is just another one of the requirements that I think is reasonable to consider. And I think that's what you're talking about when you heard me make a comment. You know, there's requirements that you might want to get if you want to get into college or you want to go to a university or you want to work in certain places. When you make vaccination a requirement, that's another incentive to get more people vaccinated. If you want to do that with domestic flights, I think that's something that seriously should be considered. Seriously considered. Incentive. Notice how the way that the little lab coat tyrant frames the argument. It's, oh, it's like a bonus. Oh, you you get the shot and then it's like party time for you. Isn't that so great? Think about this for a moment. Imagine an armed robber walks into your store, holds a gun to your head, says, give me all of your money. And after you give the money, say, see, isn't it great you get to keep your life? Aren't you happy? Isn't that great? Aren't we all working out so well here? That's essentially the Fauciite logic behind shots. We're going to make you miserable. We're going to get you fired unless you do what we say, unless you inject yourself with a shot that now, as we see from Israel, Israel is on its fourth round of vaccination already, my friends. Fourth. Four shots. One year. Anybody who tells you this is similar to polio or other vaccination campaigns is a freaking liar or a moron. I mean, it's tough to know which one they are. It's one or the other or a combination thereof. This is not like any other vaccination campaign in the history of modern medicine. There's nothing else like this. There's never been get the shot every two or three months and keep getting it and getting it and getting it. Some people might stop and say, hold on a second. Do, Do we know if. Do we know if that's a good idea? Do we know how safe is that really? I mean, if, if you can read a back of a, of a Tylenol bottle and see that Tylenol is, look, for it's and any acetaminophen or any of the other NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs that people take for headaches, for pains, whatever, they're amazing if you use them properly, right? You don't want to overuse them, though. And you definitely don't want to take too much of them. Too much of them become very dangerous. In fact, too much of them can cause ulcers and bleeding in the stomach. So, yeah, it's a safe drug, but you don't want to take too much of it. Too much of it can actually kill you. Theoretically, it rarely happens, but it could happen, right? You overdose on it. We're taking four shots in one year? Now, maybe it is fine. I don't know, but I do know that they don't know. But they shut you down and say, how dare you point out that we don't know Do as you're told, peasant mask up. Oh, another thing, though, I will say this. I'm wrong about the mask situation in Miami. I should should, uh, correct this, and I I didn't mean to. I didn't have to wear a mask everywhere. That's true. But increasingly, you see this. There is a, oh, but the servant class has to wear masks. The people that are serving you food in restaurants, the people that are driving the taxis, the people that are cleaning up in the hotels, And I think that's appalling. If they want to, fine, that's their choice. But we can't know, and they're required to, you see. They are required to. But how can anyone think it's a reasonable situation 
when, for example, the night of my birthday dinner, there are people walking in and out of the restaurant. Everybody's unmasked coming in and out of the restaurant. No vaccine passports, obviously, and there shouldn't be. But all the all the servers are wearing masks as a matter of policy. Now, they're doing it. We all understand this because the people paying money are a lot of neurotics from New York City who are like, oh, my gosh, I can't be near anybody who's unmasked. But it's wrong what's happening. It is becoming a class marker. It is becoming uh, a class distinction. Oh, and on the things that you're allowed to say. Remember when some of us were pointing out, oh, I don't know, over a year ago that they're miscounting a lot of covid hospitalizations, that there are incentives for the way they mark things within the healthcare system to be covid when it is not necessarily covid caused, for example, either a hospitalization or a death. Here's Fauci saying just that. If you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with covid as opposed to because of covid and what we mean by that if a child goes in the hospital they automatically get tested for covid and they get counted as a covid hospitalized individual when in fact they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that so it's overcounting the number of children who are quote hospitalized with covid as opposed to because of COVID. I've said this before. Other people have said this before. And we're told that it's disinformation. You're not allowed to say that. So Scott Gottlieb can say cloth masks don't work. Comma, do you know why? Because, by the way, we should all start having N95 masks. We're doing this all over again. What happened a year ago? Double masking. Fauci doubled down on masking with double masking. And then where did it go? Well, it went away. Well, if it's so effective, why did it ever go away? Because, you see, it's just all about ratcheting up the control to create the perception of doing something when these morons have failed. I mean, Fauci is and I don't say this to be to be funny or for hyperbole. Fauci is the worst person in America right now when it comes to the outcome of this pandemic. The worst. He has undermined science. He has shut down debate. He has shut down discussion. He's always wrong. He's always pushing for more extreme measures. He somehow never upsets the neurotics in Santa Monica and Brooklyn who are, oh, my gosh, in Northwest D.C., we have to mask and mask and mask again. Never upsets them. Almost like it's on purpose that there are only some people that Fauci is going to stick his thumb in their eye. You know, those of us who want to live normal lives. Omicron is increasingly, it's obvious, I think, that it's as infectious as things like measles chickenpox as an aerosolized virus anybody who thinks that wearing a loosely draped kerchief around your face in an enclosed space with somebody with chickenpox when you're vulnerable to it is going to protect you is a moron okay so we already we do know these things these things are known there are studies they, they have done the science on this but they can't back away entirely from these requirements because they need those signifiers of control some people need it as an anxiety napkin the mask. Other people have to do it to bend the knee. Right. In New York City, we have a vaccine mandate now for for employers. So if you want to work in New York City, your employer is either either going to get, you know, fined into bankruptcy or you have to have a vaccine mandate. So so for those who are saying, oh, Buck, you know, because remember when I told you guys all back a while ago that to go to my brother's wedding, I had to get a shot. Well, it was just a matter of time before I was going to have to get a shot to live in New York City. There's no there's no alternative. Now you can say leave. That's something that's obviously 
under consideration right now, let me tell you. But it takes time. It's not that easy to just pick up and leave right away. But this is what they do to you. And for those of you who are saying, oh, Buck, I live in a better place. I don't have to worry about this. Really? You plan on flying ever again? You plan on going into any federal government building or working with any major, you know, if you get into an Uber anywhere in the country, they want you to mask up. Now, some drivers allow you to not do that, but this has not gone away. The Biden administration hasn't given up on this stuff. And by the way, it's never going to go away unless we make it. You're going to have upper respiratory season become a time of the government's control of your life. It's going to be like the TSA, but for health and inescapable all over the place. I mean, New York City's shutting down certain schools right now because they say they're understaffed, but the teachers unions are pushing for remote learning again. Those lazy hacks want to let kids, you know, there was a big story uh, about the global and certainly U.S. based as well crisis in children's mental health. Huge increase in uh, serious psychological disorders and suicides among children. And it's because they're isolated, they're terrified, they're constantly having to wear masks, the loss of learning, the, the enormous consequences. And what benefit have we had from any of this? The biggest public policy failures, the biggest public policy disasters for Americans in living memory are the result of the Fauciite madness. The result of people refusing to allow there to be open discussion and debate about what's really happening in this country with all of this. So it's it's a shame that we have to go through this. But we are in the fight right now. Um, And then I just want to give you a couple thoughts on January 6th. As we know, January 6th is this Thursday uh, and the. Now, CNN is going to run with this like it's more important than Election Day. It's the biggest thing ever and more important than even the Russia collusion lies they told for years. Uh, This is a disgrace and they're pulling apart the country. They want to hold you and me responsible for a riot that occurred on one day, uh, soon to be a year ago. I had nothing to do with it. You had nothing to do with it. And it was a bad idea. It was wrong. It was not the worst thing to ever happen to the country. They need to calm down, but they won't because it's useful because look at what they have to run on right now. A massive record of failure, endless failure all over the place. What what, the crime situation records for homicides and just violent crime across the board all over the country. Can't run on that. The economy economy sucks right now. What exactly do they the border? It's the most open it's ever been. Oh, our foreign policy successes. Get ready for Russia to invade Ukraine on Biden's watch. Oh, but he's so much better on foreign policy than Trump. Where can they point? Oh, crushing the virus. Right. All time high national caseload. I mean, you've got to be kidding me, right? This is absurd. They fail with everything. These people are morons. They're emotionally inept and completely in love with their bad ideas. And this is what we have to deal with now. You know, all the virtue signaling, all the control of these institutions, they were wrong about everything that matters. And so January 6th becomes their their effort to grab the moral high ground once again. See, we're the good people. And they're going to run with this all the way up until the election. I got news for you. As clear as it is that the Democrats should be away from power, as obvious as it should be that the Biden administration and the Democrat control of Congress is an abject failure and a catastrophe for the country, they don't see it that way. 
Every day is January 6th in their minds. Oh my gosh, the unwashed peasants of the MAGA movement may come back and be in charge again. We may have years of peace and economic prosperity like we did under Trump. Oh no, good heavens, what will we ever do? They view it as an existential threat, not just to the country, but to their own sense of self. Because what if everything they believed was really wrong? What if every important belief they had was not rooted in reality? Well, I think that's where we are. I think it's important to see it that way. They will fight like mad. They will do everything in their power to avoid the accountability of the terrible decisions they've made. Every underhanded trick, every dirty maneuver they can pull in this next year, they will. Because otherwise, they'll have to wake up. The Democrats, the left, they'll have to wake up, not be in charge anymore, and then have other people able to say, hold on a second, what exactly did you guys do here? Let's really look at these numbers. Let's look at what the results of these decisions were. And that's their worst nightmare, because they're wrong about everything. Good to be back, team. Excited for 2022. We're going to have a great year together. Thank you for continuing to... uh, uh, listen to this podcast, by the way, we were up, I think, almost 20% last year, year over year, despite having a whole other podcast, the Clay and Buck show that I'm putting out every day, along with a three hour radio show. So you are continuing to spread the word about this, the uh, Buck brief before the big three hour show. So thank you for all that and all the birthday wishes. And we are going to crush the commies together this year. Talk to you tomorrow. Shields high.